have really thick skin for sure yeah i feel like people don't even start youtube because they worry about what everyone's gonna think mm -hmm. and it's like eventually you just get over it yeah. like someone's gonna talk crap and you're like but you have like a hundred other people saying how good the video is yeah. and like one person saying it's like boring or whatever and then you're just yeah. like okay it's just a matter of opinion not everyone's gonna like you so you might as well do what you want to do anyway yeah this is the Golnar Podcast, brought to you by Polar Pro. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and today's guest is Kitty Peters from Atola Visuals. Kitty is a photographer, filmmaker, YouTuber, Instagrammer, content creator, producer, director, and an overall amazing creative. Kitty runs a media company called Atola Visuals in San Francisco, and she does video content for both corporate gigs and commercial projects. Simultaneously, she also runs a full-time YouTube channel where she reviews camera gear, makes tutorials, and talks about gimbals. People have called her the gimbal queen. Kitty has a thriving community on both Instagram and YouTube, and if you're somebody who's wanting to grow your following on both those platforms, then you're gonna enjoy listening to my interview with Kitty. So without any further ado, let's listen in on my interview with Kitty Peters. We're rolling right now. Oh, yes. This is the podcast. We started. We started. This is That's it. The we intro. got you in here. Mm -hmm. Been trying to get you in here for months. Yeah. I'm here now. You're here. This is Kitty Peters, aka Atola Visuals. Exactly. Welcome to the Golden Hour Podcast. Nice. Uh, VidCon was last week. We both went. Yeah. How was that? Did you like that? I love VidCon. Yeah. We met last year. At That's VidCon. where we met. Mm -hmm. Met all the all the crew. Mm -hmm. I met Jason Vong, met you. Yeah. Last year was the first time I ever went. Okay, same. And last year was also the year where I came to California and met all you guys and yeah. kind of fell in love with California. And yeah. then my wife and I moved, you know, a couple months after. Yeah, that was fast. Yeah. But what I like about VidCon is like, it's so different from NAB, just totally different energy, oh, different yeah. vibes. Because, well, first of all, it's more like fun. And like there's toys and like it just brings out the child in you and you don't have to be so serious and like technical yeah. with the camera stuff. Well, it's because there are children everywhere. There's children everywhere, <laughs> yes. So if you're going to VidCon, just know that's going to happen. There's lots of 13 yeah. to like 18 year olds. And I don't know, it kind of makes you feel old and young at the same time. If that makes sense. <laughs> but I really love that aspect of it. Everything's like bubbly and colorful and all the YouTubers from like different genres come. It's not just like the filmmaking crowd like NAB is. It's yeah. like entertainment, comedy. And then they premiere some of their YouTube originals if you're really into like the YouTube community. Mm -hmm. And the parties there are fun too. Like there's mm -hmm. always these little after events and everyone you get to meet. It's like a reunion. Every time we go to like these camera events, it's like a yeah. reunion. But That's the best part is mm -hmm. I think for me, I like NAB and CES and stuff like that yeah. because it's all of us and you don't have all the childish stuff mm -hmm. but in a way it, it's refreshing and it's kind of cool to like see what's happening on youtube yeah. in front of you like physically like these are the kids that are gonna become the next whatever that's crazy you know? but what i don't like about it is like how expensive it is i'm like <laughs> how are these kids parents paying 180 dollars? Oh i think is the community pass 200 dollars yep. for the creator pass in the industry is like 750 and NAB's free to go to for yeah. the expo stuff. Well, that's the thing is the a lot of people don't realize this, but if you just pay for the base package, there's no like education or anything. Yeah. And it's literally like like meet and greets. Meet it's and just greets. like a fan meetup with and, YouTube. And also YouTube. just a convention hall which is essentially just a bunch of commercials for products. Yeah. So you're like paying money to look at booths like that doesn't make any sense to me yeah and just like play games like but there's games there i noticed did you notice this there's like just 
hordes of kids all together like you know they're all like high school buddies Mm -hmm. and like it's just the thing to do in the summer like yeah people who live here go to vidcon and Mm -hmm. if you don't you're not cool and they're like the cool kids of like la and youtube yeah like wow it feels like high school again kind of in (laughs) a weird way like they're cool kids and i feel like oh i'm old lady what's it like having fans that meet you like is it surreal is it crazy Oh, yeah, it's definitely surreal. It's really... How long have you been famous? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not famous. But there are a few people that come up to me and they're like, I watch your videos. Like, yeah. nice to meet you. Shake your hand and, mm-hmm. like, even take selfies with me. I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm not anything important. But to them, it's, like, a big deal. So yeah. I was trying to meet them, you know, ask them, like, what their name is, what they shoot on. Mm-hmm. But I love it. At first, when I started YouTube, I'm like, oh, I'm so scared. What if someone recognizes me? Like, what would I do? Would I be awkward? But it's, like, really natural. So uh, what projects are you working on right now? What's going on in Kitty Lane? So I have a couple client stuff always going on. Uh So right now we're staying at one of our clients' property managed properties. Like right now? Yeah. Like while you're here in Mm -hmm. L.A.? So they're kind of like an Airbnb, but for extended stay. So you stay there for like a month or two months. And we're working on some like, you know, little Instagram ads for them. Oh, cool. So you guys came down here and you're working while mm-hmm. also getting a free place to stay, I guess. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. So that's, cool. that's the hookup right there. That's the hookup for that's sure. And then I'm trying to collab as much as I can network. I love how you say collab. That's hilarious. collab. Yeah. yeah. You always say that. I love it. Because yeah. like everyone... <laughs> I feel like I have more friends in LA, so it's just uh-huh. nice because everyone here, here does the same thing. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. looking. I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a six month San Francisco, six months in LA. Yeah. And then yeah, we have YouTube, like yeah. product reviews. I just posted some Fuji stuff. And, you know, there's always stuff going on. So you've got YouTube stuff, you've got client work. Yeah. And a lot like, of people don't see your client work on the socials because we just see your YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Like, what do you guys do? Well, I'm trying to post more behind the scenes on, like, my Mm -hmm. client shoots, depending on, like, you know, if they allow it, if they're okay, and if it's, like, interesting enough, too. Because there's some client shoots that are, like, just an interview or, like, something basic. I'm, like, I need something more that's, like, more things going on, and maybe I could, like, teach them Mm -hmm. something along the way. And there's there's kind of an unsung hero that people who don't follow you closely might not know. Your boyfriend, Brian, is a big part of... He's here. He's here. He's sitting off camera, which he (laughs) He does often. He puts up with me, unfortunately. He's off camera all the time, Uh and he's often taking pictures and video of you Mm -hmm. so he also does admin stuff yeah so Mm -hmm. you guys really are a team the two of Mm -hmm. you yeah oh yeah for sure he does a lot of the things i don't want to do which is so it's a nice balance that's awesome Mm -hmm. it's so good to have a partner that can do that stuff and he didn't know video or photography before me so i like yeah i taught him all the things and he fell in love with the fuji camera line so he really likes (laughs) shooting on those that's awesome do you have any travel plans or anything coming up I'm trying to go to Chicago in August for the whole month because I'm originally from Chicago. Are you going to go hang out with Caleb Pike? I would like to. Caleb. (laughs) He has a new studio. Caleb and Manny, Mm -hmm. they're out there. But yeah, I'm from Chicago. I haven't been home in two years. So like people come to visit me here and it's just like, you know, it's time to go home. Yeah. You know, especially in the summertime. I don't know if you've been to Chicago in the wintertime, but Uh -uh. oh God, it's like negative (laughs) nine degrees and you're wearing leggings under mm-hmm. your pants two pairs of socks oh like gosh. a tank top a Doesn't shirt long sleeves jacket and yeah is it nice in the summer or does it get muggy well i like 90 degree humid weather so it depends really? on your like i don't you know tolerance in the heat but 
Yeah, yeah it's saying. 90. It's either freezing cold or really hot and humid. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather take the hot and humid. That's kind of how it was for me growing up in Nashville, too. It's oh, like, yeah, humid, right? It's hot and humid in the summer. I was just out there a couple weeks ago, and it was, yeah. I think it was like 95 degrees. Do you with like that? 80% though? humidity. <laughs> 80%? Oh my gosh. Were so you like shower and go outside it. and then no. need to shower again? <laughs> as long as I've been like aware as a mm-hmm. like teenager slash adult, I've just wanted to get out of Nashville. I've never liked it. So. And this is dry heat, right? California? Well, it's I mean, we live near the ocean, so it's a little humid mm. because of the ocean, but you get the breeze. Yeah. So it's always like it never, nice 70s, it never 80s. goes above like 80. Like, that's the high mm-hmm. with a breeze. So I freaking love it. But yeah. It's a dream come true. Chicago. If you haven't been, go to Chicago in the summertime. It's totally worth okay, it. Okay. Okay. The architecture tour on a boat. You go down the Chicago River and they do the history of on the buildings. Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. So tell me about that. Sky. Growing up in Chicago, are you well, born? technically the suburbs. Okay. But. Born there? Born in the suburbs. My parents still live there. They're okay. always looking at houses in Vegas, though. For like, really? Since 1996. My in-laws live in Vegas. Yeah, so they might. And Henderson. Henderson. Yeah. They like it. Oh yeah, they of love it. They yeah. Do. But um, yeah, I grew up in the suburbs. Went to high school there. Went to college in the city, and pretty much stayed in the city for like six years before mm-hmm. I moved here. So I lived in every part of what Chicago. Columbia College. Okay. It's art school, big film school there. Was it worth it? College. You? Did you like going? Yeah, it's an experience. Was it worth the price? <laughs> See, it depends what type of learner you are. I think uh-huh. for me, not so much. I kind of went there because, yeah. you know, it makes your parents happy to get a diploma. Yeah. I just want to, like, get it done, make them proud sort of thing. Yeah. But for me, if I would have done it again, like, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't think so. Four years. But it was cool because I got to play with film cameras. Like, the whole time I Wait. majored in cinematography, so it was all film. Yeah. Straight film. That's I'm cutting amazing. film. I'm shooting on film. That's a great experience. You don't get that on your you own. You don't. So all. I would not take that part of yeah. it back. And so you went from college to what? Did you start doing video like right out of the gate? Did you Oh yeah. So after college I What year was that? You're gonna like age me. That was a... Well I'm just I graduated on the scale of digital cameras. <laughs> Twenty 11. Okay. I so like the DSLR revolution was just started at its so, height. Like yeah. that was right at the Philip Bloom height. Yeah. yeah. So I started like filmmaking and like doing like vlog stuff before vlog thing wow. was a thing back in like high school. Before autofocus. Before autofocus. It was on camcorder <laughs> and I was like 16. So I was like still kind of on a camera, but I didn't get my first like official like product, like professional camera until the 5D Mark II after college. Wow. Yeah. So well, that thing one when you go from a camcorder, which is what I went, I went from yeah. like a Sony Handycam to yeah. the 5D Mark II. It was like overnight, just it's so different, unbelievable. Yeah, camcorder to film cameras, and then a 5D Mark II. It's yeah, so weird. It's so much. It was so much smaller, and you you can kind of still like, big. A now. kid now would be like, "That's freaking huge." I look at it but now, it was, it was, and I'm like, "What the heck?" Yeah, DSLRs <laughs> in general are massive, yeah. uh, but the cameras shrunk overnight they mm-hmm. had crazy depth of field interchangeable lenses the colors the colors were amazing you went straight from college you got a 5d2 yeah how'd you afford that just saved up your money my dad Thanks, oh that's dad. great yeah. that's a great way to get started mm-hmm. any parent that has an artistic kid buy but them, i had to finish college buy first you gotta earn it you can't just yeah, get free true. camera gear like you, really you gotta prove yourself mm-hmm. so you had the 5d2 and you just started going started working doing freelance stuff mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah and then like 
music you know, festivals. Yeah, yeah it's well, cool because what was I like? Like college, you learn how to do like feature films, right? And mm-hmm. then I leave and I have to do like live events, which is spontaneous yeah. and run and gun and complete yeah. different structure from pre-production and planning scripts and like getting everything done. So it was cool to learn like both ways and just have that sort of like skill level on your back. So no matter like what shoots I did in the future, I wasn't concerned or worried. Yeah, that kind of ties into what you're doing now because it's a little bit of both. With YouTube, you have to be like so fast yeah but also in our niche you have to show that you know what you're doing and Mm -hmm. light it and have good audio and whatever Mm -hmm. so but i would argue that's not as important but you know yeah it helps and you still gotta like plan it a bit yeah it's definitely easier on the editing process when you plan it and not just run and gun and talk on camera for two hours because i've done that before (laughs) i've tried the teleprompter thing it didn't feel very authentic yeah and i felt like i was like squinting the whole time (laughs) Because if Do I don't wear glasses, I like it's like tiny. You don't have contacts. No, I uh, used to, but yeah. you get lazy when you're older, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but yeah, and then you find your sort of like medium where it's like a little bit of pre-production, a little bit of like winging it. Yeah, and then it, that's me. It's I just more, make bullet points. Yeah, and just kind points. of wing it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's what I do now. The editing process is kind of funny because I'll say like <laughs> the same thing like five times. Oh, really? You know, like. So this is, wait, so this is the... Uh, yeah, I wish you guys would see our, like, raw face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny sometimes. Um, Atola Visuals. What's yeah. the story behind that name? Ah, Atola Visuals. So, I really care about the ocean. I don't know. I don't really talk about... There's some videos that I show about, uh-huh. like, ocean conservation and, like, plastic-free lifestyle, but... Um, Atolla spelled A-T-O-L-L-A is actually a jellyfish, like an mm. underwater jellyfish that's bioluminescent. And it's really cool. I don't know if you've seen it. It kind of <laughs> looks like a UFO alien. And I really wanted like a marine animal to mm. represent the company just so it's a reminder like, you know, this is your deeper, deeper mission. Yeah. But yeah, we're vegan. So we care about the environment and the animals and just like making sure this planet lives longer than our lifespan hopefully but we hear such bad things all the time like oh we have 30 years left we have 50 years left and it's kind of scary so so. it it goes from 30 to 50 to maybe it goes 50 to 30 to 20 i don't know i can't keep track anymore (laughs) yeah we'll see what happens But watching those elon musk podcasts just gets scared you know (laughs) so it comes to the point where you're like i don't know it affects you in a way where you have to do something about it Mm mm-hmm so yeah, we donate like part of our proceeds to ocean conservation. Wow, so, so if cool. you're like a brand that's working with us on YouTube or a client that's working with us, like it's going to something, which is wow. great. So when did that start, Atola Visuals? Because you, you graduated uh, college, yeah. started doing just video jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. When did it kind of get official with Atola? 2016. Okay. So. And what led to that? Everything leads to everything. But I had a full-time job in Palo Alto, which we were doing like kind of like medical talks. Mm -hmm. My boss was like a speaker, and then he also was an investor for this healthcare company. So he would talk about anti-aging, and we'd shoot his talks when he'd like travel around. And then we'd shoot like his kids, prodigy kids that were so good at everything. We'd do that. (laughs) And he had like a 12-year-old that was really good on guitar, and he had a band that did social awareness. And it was like a whole lot of things. Anyways, there was... um. A coworker of mine there who's like really geeked out about like gear and stuff and that's when we started our youtube channel and we decided to be ah. like business partners but it didn't really turn out because we like saw the business like differently which is totally fine like sometimes it doesn't work out yeah and you have to like understand that in business 
early on because you don't know mm-hmm. later on in business and like you don't agree on stuff it's going to be really hard to break apart but yeah we worked that out we started a youtube channel for a little bit and then we started total visuals we changed our name like three times believe it or not it took me like seven months to come up with a name that was good on all social media platforms like uh-huh. i wanted that to be a thing and yeah i liked it it kind of stuck it kind of has this like startup-y like mysterious name to it atola you're like what is that yeah but yeah it was red dot recipe for a while oh (laughs) like a record button red dot recipe Uh. and then then it was atola with two l's but then it looked better with a t and an l make it symmetrical yeah all these like weird little things so the way you spell it is not correct no so Uh. it totally yeah a-t-o-l-l-a is what the jellyfish actually that's true Mm -hmm. yeah oh i'm i say that's true as if i know i'm looking at a google doc with like the red lines under it you know mm-hmm. what i mean so like that's how i know oh yeah. yeah spelled wrong <laughs> <laughs> um so you started the youtube channel in 2016 15 ish just for fun okay tell me about that and like what like were you watching people at the time on youtube yeah, like there was... ryan Connolly and stuff like that yeah there was digital rev yeah there was like the OG YouTuber guys, like the Christmas Room guy. What's his name? Oh, Peter Gregory. <gasps> yes, Peter Gregory. <laughs> Kai, we're a big Kai fans. Kai W is amazing. Um, who else? Tony Chelsea's been around for a while. Philip Bloom's been around for a yeah. while. Frono's photo. Frono's photos are definitely there. I Justine <laughs> was there. Yeah. yeah, it was like only make maybe five people yeah. who were doing like camera stuff. Yeah. And we're like, oh, let's just do it for fun. It was like a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, you know, our actual, you know, business. Did you like it? Did you like having that outlet? Yeah, it was fun. Because back in the day, you don't do YouTube like to gain followers and to like mm-hmm. be famous and get free gear sent to you. are like, oh, this is just for fun. Let's do something different today. Let's go film a short and like, you know, play with lights and gear because he was like a big you know, gear head. So he yeah. just like really wanted to test it out and do some fun stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Did you end up quitting that job? I assume. I did. Mm-hmm. That lasted nine months. Okay. Because I had to drive three hours what? every day from San Francisco to Palo Alto, an hour and a half both ways in traffic. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it just like, I don't know. There's just a time in your life where just like, I need to do something that I create and build yeah. something. You just kind of know. Yeah. And that was the time. So I couldn't stay any longer than I had to. So you started growing your company, Total Visuals. Mm-hmm. You were kind of doing YouTube for fun. Yeah. Uh, then Casey Neistat kind of happened around that time period with his daily vlogs. Did that yeah. influence you at all? Oh, man. I feel like Casey influences everyone. Well, that's why I ask. Because every YouTube. YouTuber, including myself, like when I saw Casey, yeah. I kind of saw myself through him a little bit. Because it's like, I'm a filmmaker, but I'm working for people all the time. And I don't, I feel like my... I'm not able to really share my voice yeah. because my voice is really different than a lot of these brands that like are just hiring me to make a commercial. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Casey literally just be himself on camera and have success, I was like, wow, that's real inspiring. I want to do that. You know, and I feel like people look at your work differently, too, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like when I was working for other people, I felt like, you know, I just worked for them, you know. Yeah. I don't want to explain it. Like, I don't want to say that they weren't appreciating you, but it kind of felt like that. 
Yeah, you're just a hired hand to hired person. You're just doing, yeah, you're you just replaceable. do the work, and like, yeah, they can replace you if you qu- yeah. quit or leave or do something wrong. It's like, yeah. you have nothing tied to that. Yeah. But yeah, Casey's hard work and him showing that you could make films and movies doing whatever you YouTube wanted, videos. shooting on mm-hmm. whatever you wanted, it was possible. Yeah. And the fact that he did it every single day was amazing. I could never do that. I know yeah. my mental state and there's no way I could yeah. manage that, but he's a boss. Absolutely. And I feel like anyone who works really hard just motivates me. Like I feel mm-hmm. so lazy. I'm just like, okay, no, I gotta do a little lazy. bit more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me about your boyfriend, Brian, how you guys met and how he's- Oh my God. <laughs> we met in Vegas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so I lived in Chicago, uh-huh. and he lived in San Francisco. He met in Vegas, and uh, oh, so he's the reason why you're in San Fran. Yeah, right? and I moved to San Francisco because of him. Very cool. Mm-hmm. No pressure. And it's been like five years. <laughs> We're still awesome. together. Yeah. And then I moved Yumi here. I had Yumi, my dog, yeah. um, back By the in way, Chicago. Anybody that's uh, she's always on the video. <laughs> she's actually here. She's yeah. sitting in the room right now. She's so quiet, so calm. Yeah. What kind of dog is she again? What's that she's called? She's a Japanese Akita. Yeah. Everyone so asks every time we go somewhere. Mm-hmm. She's not a fat Shiba. She's not a Husky. Mm-hmm. She's Akita. Her yeah. name is Yumi. She's eight years old. That's well, like I have the a common question. I have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Do you know those? The floppy ear dogs. They yeah. look like Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's a Cocker Spaniel, and I always have to correct them. Uh, it's a Cavalier King Charles. And they're Spaniel. like, what? Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Sometimes you just want to be like, yeah, she's a husky. Yeah, she's a she, but yeah, she's yeah. a cocker spaniel. Yeah. Just not uh, even have that conversation. You just want to <laughs> walk them and go back home sometimes. Back when the, uh, when the 5Ds were like what everybody was shooting on, we'd go to the airport and like we'd have a bag full of these DSLRs and the TSA agents would always ask like, are you a photographer? And it was just like... They ask you that? Yeah, because they ask me. Well, this was in two thousand and oh, okay. ten, you know. Uh-huh. So they're like, "Are you a photographer?" Um, it's just so much easier to just be like, "Yeah," uh-huh. rather than, "Well, they shoot on they shoot video now, so like I actually use them for video." Oh, really? Tell me about that. Well, nah, I just need to get to my flight. Like, <laughs> so sometimes it's okay to like lie so you could just not talk to a stranger. You yeah, know what I, mean? I get in my yeah, I definitely get in my <laughs> modes. Like, there's sometimes where I'm like really social, and sometimes like I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to like you know no one talk to me please. oh it's the classic uh <laughs> airplane put the headphones on don't play anything but just have them on to like keep people from talking to mm-hmm. you <laughs> yeah we all feel that way for but sure. <laughs> honestly the time where i don't have it on and i end up striking up a conversation and it turns out to be like a really great conversation yeah but that's always good too it's always but, worth it uh sometimes i just want to relax you know <laughs> I get like that after events, like VidCon yeah. type events, NAB. I need like mm-hmm. two or three days and I call them social yes. hangovers yes. where I just don't want to talk to anybody. I just yeah. want to stay home and do nothing. Instagram. You're an Instagrammer. I love Instagram. Tell me about that. So much. You shoot on your Fuji camera for Instagram, right? For the most part, Sometimes. yeah. Yeah, because Brian does my Instagram. That's awesome. But you I have can. to be that on that every day. And even I if I miss a day or two, I'm like, oh, I'm such a slacker. I have to yeah. be on it. You have to be on IG stories. You have to be posting videos. You got to post photos mm-hmm. on Instagram. You got to be active in the Have DMs. you gotten work out of that Instagram? People do hit me up. I ha- Yeah. Client work. There's been a few people that reached out, but I think they like fall through. Well, I mean, like as an internet influencer person mm-hmm. in our niche, mm-hmm. have you found Instagram to be a valuable asset? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For gear and stuff? 
you need you need Instagram if you're taking photos or video I feel like that's the platform you yeah. need to be on at least like you don't have to have a YouTube channel even though I highly recommend it but it is a lot of work yeah it's definitely mentally and draining and exhausting it really is a lot of people <laughs> just do not think about the fact that every single video has to be easy. edited you know yeah even the it's it's nuts to me that people like on the, even on the really crazy high end like David Dobrik and other like vloggers they are still editing themselves like that a lot of them don't have editors which blows my mind because they probably want to control like yeah the humor yeah because if someone else is editing like the funny stuff they don't really get it like you do mm -hmm. like you might think something's funny and they don't and they'll cut it out yeah sometimes exactly so yeah i definitely get that so you're the gimbal queen people call you the gimbal queen oh god yeah why is that and how did you get that name <laughs> I review a lot of gimbals. <laughs> <laughs> so currently I think I have like seven to ten gimbals, including like phone gimbals uh -huh. and camera gimbals. But That's not that bad. Yeah, when I started YouTube, I was doing a lot of gimbal reviews and it was a new thing. Yeah. So there wasn't not like that many just videos the, on it. The Movi, the original Ronin. Yeah, the Zune cranes, the ICAN, how do you say? Is that how you say it? I can't. Zion? Zion? I say Zion. I say Zion. I hear a lot. Zion, but. They say it like Zion. They say like Zion. But yeah, people say Zion. James says Zion. That's totally off. You need to change that. So you were You kind of started reviewing them because you were just fascinated with it. You wanted to find one that you liked. And then you kind of became that person. Well, yeah. Well earlier back in the day yeah <laughs> there was steady cams right oh yeah and glide cams mm -hmm. with the whole vest situation i kind of like mm -hmm. got my basic skills from that devin super tramp style yeah and then that's what i used to i had the hd 4000 oh do you still have it i do just put it in like a box like a memory <laughs> and then the gimbals came out it was a whole nother thing like oh my god it's electronic so it's battery powered you don't have to like put mm -hmm. it on a vest and it's smaller and then cameras were smaller then too so it's like really the horizon never on. gets out of whack because yeah. like with a normal steady cam often you get some drift in the horizon you gotta deal with weights mm -hmm. <laughs> but you don't have to charge batteries which yeah. is cool and with an <laughs> actual steady cam vest you get the footsteps completely out too yeah. which i like the vest i miss yeah. the vest did you see that steady cam the company that makes steady cam mm -hmm. just made a vest for the ronin s like oh. it's designed for the Ronin. I bet they So it did. gets the footsteps out. Mm. Mm -hmm. Maybe my next review. But you should. Yeah. Put that on. Yeah, I do a lot of gimbal reviews. Okay, so you, it's basically just <laughs> that's like... That's it. You just do them, so I do that's them. it. I use them. I love them. Um, who are some of your favorite creators that you've collabed with? Collabed with? Collab? Um, or people Jason Vong and Vivian, yeah, definitely. They're awesome. Um, we interviewed him Lizzie. on the podcast. Oh, yeah? I gotta watch that one. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a bad Lizzie? fan. Lizzie. Pierce? I love Lizzie. Yeah, Lizzie, Lizzie Pierce. Mm -hmm. We interviewed them. Yeah. See, you were the last You're the last piece. Who else? Becky's great. She was in yeah. my Catalina video for a little bit there. Um, Becky and Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. James Matthews. He's always a trip to collab with. Are you a photographer? Do you call yourself a photographer? photographer videographer i wish there was like one word that yeah. just described both because i hate saying it every visual time. content creator oh god it's so exhausting <laughs> like what do you do i shoot photos and videos and yeah for social media like it's just such a long thing and i hate saying like content creator or youtuber or influencer like all those words just like Ugh. 
Someone please invent a word yeah. so it'd be easier. Just call it kitty. Food. I'm just, I'm kitty. I'm kitty. That's what I do. What do you do? I do me. Have you always been interested in photography video stuff? Like even when you were like little, little girl? Yeah. Well, my dad was a big movie buff. So we had every movie ever on VHS tapes mm-hmm. and he would like steal them, like record them on uh-huh. VHS tapes. So we'd have like three on Why one. are you whispering? They're not here. Because like... it's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. Don't get my yeah. dad in trouble. But that was back in the day. And we just like sit and watch movies together because I didn't have cable because we were like cheap. Yeah. And we just go to family we video because we didn't go to Blockbuster because that was more expensive. <laughs> and like, watch movies together. And I feel like that's when I started to really care about nice you know cinematography and then the way movies and storytelling mm-hmm. are told but i was always like a crafty person my older sister michelle we'd do crafts like every mm-hmm. weekend together whether it's like gluing stuff together or painting rocks and then my dad was really supportive on like the art side of me so every saturday or sunday we'd have like a 40 percent off coupon at michael's uh-huh. and he'd let me get like one thing so i'd get like a kit to like learn how to do a new thing so i was always like oh, motivated so by like something new and creative every weekend but i love that when it came to like high school and deciding like what my career was gonna be i'm like i need something artsy but i don't know what it is yet mm. it just needs to be a medium that's gonna make me money you know yeah. like i can't paint rocks and like live off of that <laughs> i mean i feel i was really good i probably could but i needed yeah. something more practical than that yeah. and i feel like <laughs> you know filmmaking was the best choice but they didn't have youtube at the time so it was still risky even back then because i'm yeah. like what am i gonna do move to la and like start from the bottom and hopefully work for hollywood and a mo- like i had no clue yeah but i still went for it and it all worked out <laughs> thank <laughs> god yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. that's cool i loved when i was a little kid too going to like hobby lobby and stuff and like yeah, going that. to the science section with all the like little kits and the ant farms and all that stuff oh yeah the ant farms i had a bunch of ant farms and mm-hmm. uh did you have those weird like squid creatures where you like put in the, the sea thing? monkeys sea monkeys yeah oh I my had a god whole bunch those were cool yeah all the weird pets i had every pet too i had gerbils like seven birds at one time <laughs> dogs for sure i had just hamster and goldfish and stuff oh yeah fish i wasn't allowed to have a dog oh we had a cat but no dog Hmm. all right so switching gears to gear sony cameras are all the rage right now Mm -hmm. uh they've really taken over (laughs) you know the mirrorless market um you're a sony shooter Mm -hmm. but you also shoot on other things you were telling me you don't want to be like pigeonholed into just one thing but you're also like would you call yourself like a a fangirl of sony or no not a fangirl of sony but i do like sony yeah yeah not really a fangirl of many things when did you switch from (laughs) when did you switch from like canon to sony then so I had the 5D Mark II for like five years. I used that thing everywhere. You got your money. You got your money's worth. Definitely it. until it like came to a point where those dead pixels. So every time I had to like take pictures, I had to Photoshop oh my the gosh. like two spots of dead pixels. Yeah, they were just like a gray color there. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want that in my videos because it's harder to take out. So I'm like, okay, it's time. And then I was just waiting for something better. And then finally the A7R2 came out. Oh. And I was like, it's time. This is the one. Like everything kept coming out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then that came out. I was like, yes, I need yeah. that. Because I want a camera that shoots really good photos and video. Because mm-hmm. I do both a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Especially events. Like I could multitask and do both. Which is nice. Because then you could upsell that. Like, yeah. oh, you want video? Do you also want photos? Or, oh, you want photos? Do you also want video? So it's really great to, yeah. be able to know both at the same time. It's hard like think about it but you get used to it that's crazy i couldn't do that because my brain is 
to compartmentalize. Yeah. You got to remember then change lenses out too. Yeah. But yeah, you get used to it after like a few years. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a big <laughs> A7R fan. The 4 just got released, so maybe I'll dabble in that. Yeah. We'll what do you think about that? The A7R 4 just came out <sighs> literally a couple days ago. Jesus. Nobody asked for that. No. Uh, but it's 61 <laughs> megapixels. Uh, as far as video goes, mm. like nothing really seems too crazy different. You yeah. do have the upgraded autofocus. And it's very expensive. It's like 3500 Yeah. It's like, come on, I want the A7S three. Good grief. Yeah. It's like, it's just torture to We're see. We're still waiting. But now I guess we know sort of what the body's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Unless they do a flip screen like the rumors are saying. Which you think they will? I don't I know. Think, I think the Panasonic S1H mm -hmm. is a prediction of what the A7S is going to look like. Like, I think it'll probably what have a fan on it. they never release it? They just tease us forever. So, yeah. So, the A7R 2 came yes. out. You got that. I did. You know, did you fall in love with that? Yes. Yeah. I still have it. Oh, really? That same one. Wow. The batteries suck. I'm looking to upgrade because I love the Sony z mm -hmm. batteries they last yeah. like all day at least yeah. half the day yeah so it's a good change i hate those tiny little sony batteries that were before but and so you started getting invited to sony events and checking out new cameras and lenses yeah recently and stuff. which i freaked out about because i'm like i've always wanted sony to like notice me and when a brand that you really yeah. care about knows you're like oh my god i made it yeah it's like a little <laughs> bit closer yeah that's amazing it's and it amazing. was really cool because we got Everyone. to go to Catalina together. Yeah, we fun. did. See we the took A6400. A mm -hmm. I had my Nikon with me. Everybody's yeah. making fun of me. I don't know why you did that. Because the colors are better. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell that to Sony. But yeah, the Sony people were there. They're from straight from Japan. They were super cool. Yes. And like everyone we watch on YouTube was there. It's like every time I'm Levi at these Allen, events. Yeah. Good friend of mine. It's so surreal. Yours. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I'm on this boat. But even like, like I Justine was there. Yeah. And Sam Sheffer and mm -hmm. you know these people that are way ahead of us. How do you like living in the Bay? area now that you're there you're about to move but <laughs> i love it it's freezing if it was like la weather in san francisco and maybe like less hills i would love it more <laughs> but i do like it what's there's, the industry like there like video wise oh it's all there's lots of startups techie people so a lot of marketing social media corporate type um, live events yeah mm -hmm. tech conferences like i love all that stuff yeah but it's hard because I don't have a lot of like YouTuber friends there. There's Instagram people there. And then I have some friends that own their own video production companies, which are cool. Because yeah. we all kind of do the same thing, but we each have like our own niche. Like one of my friends is a boss. He has like two reds, a film studio. He does like all yeah. the high, high production stuff. And then mm -hmm. one of my other friends does like live events for like Facebook and stuff. And then I have my own thing. So it's not ever like a competition. Yeah. We always like help each other out, which is great. But yeah, I like the vibes there. I like the vibes more in LA now that I've been here for like a couple weeks because yeah. I just have more YouTuber friends here and yeah. like it's easier and to network and too. opportunity yeah and there's like events here that are more related to like what I want to do and grow mm -hmm. and but yeah being in proximity to other people that do what you do is very really valuable it's crucial mm -hmm. it's motivating mm -hmm. and it's like you can have lunch and just like yeah. talk about all your problems and yeah you can vent thumb, your thumbnail <laughs> you and title oh. strategies oh for sure we talk about titles all the time thumbnails, <laughs> me and jason but yeah you uh, need that i feel like you need support you need friends as long as like it helps you keep going yeah like life's not all about making money and yeah no like you need people mm -hmm. but yeah that's why i like la <laughs> <laughs> uh you seem to be pretty open about like sharing your personal life on social media are you 
do you like doing that? Is that just the only way you use it? Like, do you hold back stuff sometimes? Oh, yeah. Everyone holds back stuff. I don't show, like, you know, the hard times. Like, there's sometimes where I post about how, like, I'm struggling or I'm having a bad day or I'm, like, scared of the earthquakes. Like, I posted last week. Like, it was mm-hmm. terrifying. But, yeah, there's times where I have meltdowns. I have maybe meltdowns, like, every few weeks where I just, mm-hmm. like, emotionally can't take it. And, like, I don't, I'm not going to post that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I post like my daily things. If it's interesting or related to filmmaking or like my life is like the build of what I'm trying to do in my journey and like just trying mm-hmm. to like make whoever's following me like proud in a way. Yeah. That I'm like still hustling and working for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what's your goal? Like, do you want to be full time YouTube? Do you want to split it down the middle and still do client work mm-hmm. and YouTube? I have many goals. I have like a team of people. <laughs> My goals change all the time. Okay. <laughs> but there's like a main goal. Um, I would like to build like a really big production company one day. Um, like work with creators and brands as a whole. Kind of like an agency in a way. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But like scale it to the point where I don't have to be on camera anymore. I really? know people aren't going to like want to hear that. Is that but... why you stick to Tola instead of Kitty on everything? Yeah. Because I care more about like building the The company more than like my personal brand but that would be the ideal goal and like hold events like what sony does i really like what they do and have like creators and brands come together and have like photo booths and models and have them test out gear why do you not like being on camera i like it it's just it's you're good at it it's like nothing i've i know which is so weird but like there's some people that really like acting and really like looking at themselves and i'm just like "Ah." yeah it's me I was a magician for six years. Like, I love performing. Mm -hmm. So when I started doing filmmaking, I felt like half of me was being lost because I wasn't performing anymore. So that's why I love YouTube because it's all my skill set. Yeah. And I was like, people like, that's their number one thing is like being on camera. Mine's like, not that. I like the pre-production. I like planning the ideas and the stories and like coming up with new ideas. Like, I I like that sort of thing. And when I was younger, I'm like, no, I'm going to be behind the camera. And my mom's like no, you should be in front of camera. Like, you're so pretty. Like, people would say that. And it's like, well, it's not, like, what I want to do. But I feel like I started YouTube also because I knew I had to do this in Mm -hmm. order to get to where I would be, like, hopefully in the future. Yeah, because now that you've kind of been in the trenches of YouTube, you know how to do it. So you can Mm -hmm. literally find some talent that wants to be on camera. Some females. Some female talent. And then just, like, produce their whole thing, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. And then they're the they're on camera yeah and you can be on it too but you're not be like full-time like i gotta do it every single time every day because it gets exhausting it's Mm -hmm. stressful like it is it is i don't know for you too maybe like some days you're like i just don't want to be on camera yeah like you have to be in a certain mood i uh do you watch a lot of youtube videos like do you watch all of our people like keep up with maddie and peter and Levi and mm-hmm. Jason and like yeah. do consume all of our videos. Mm-hmm. I also watch like a lot of other things too. Yeah. Because I feel like our friends watch like mainly filmmaking channels and I'm yeah. like I branch out and I like like to see everything because I Who get else? bored. Who are some of your favorites? Like Liza Koshy. She's my homegirl. I love when she her. makes videos. Yeah when she does. <laughs> She's back here and there. Um, I like Dan Mace's stuff. Oh my gosh yes. He's just so different. We're going to get him on the oh. show. That's so cool. Hopefully soon. Yeah, he's like my recent favorite. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. I love 
like Instagram people. I follow Brentman Rock. He's this Filipino uh-huh. guy in Hawaii, and he's just hilarious. He just says whatever's on his mind. I just love yeah. those type of people who like show themselves on camera and like don't really like give a crap. Yeah, I just love that vibe. I was asking because um, I found that I off I have to check myself for not comparing my style to other people or mm-hmm. comparing myself to other people yeah because i watch somebody's video and i'm just like oh my gosh that's so good like my videos suck yeah we all but feel then, that way <laughs> yeah what do you have to say for somebody who like advice for somebody who wants to start youtube <laughs> there's lots <laughs> um have really thick skin for sure yeah that's definitely number one. I feel like people don't even start YouTube because they worry about what everyone's going to think. Mm-hmm. And it's like eventually you just get over it. Yeah. Like someone's going to talk crap and you're like, but you have like a hundred other people saying how good the video is. Yeah. And like one person saying it's like boring or whatever. And then you're just yeah. like, okay, it's just a matter of opinion. Not everyone's going to like you. So you might as well do what you want to do anyway. Yeah. You know, those people just won't watch your videos. Yeah. Then they could just go somewhere else. And it's not a big deal. You don't mm-hmm. want everyone like loving you that's just not how life works you have to accept that part and just like i don't know don't focus so much on like trying to make it and be famous Mm -hmm. you know because i feel like once you're there it's like totally different than what you think it's so stressful and like pressurized i'm not famous or anything but i just like see celebs like just their mental state and it's hard Mm -hmm. so because at the end of the day they're just they're normal people there's normal people yeah they really feel for them you're like wow i wish they would just take a break and like Mm -hmm. you know they need it you could tell yeah yeah and don't lose sight on how fun it was when it first started because everyone gets to this burnout stage where you're like i need to pump out videos i need to work on this algorithm this seo what's this title and thumbnail going to be are people going to watch it oh there's so many thumbs downs like yeah you got to get over that (laughs) let me give you a hypothetical situation Hmm. if you were making like whatever your idea of like a comfortable living was to like live and it would continue to grow and become more and more that sounds nice and only (laughs) and only do youtube would you do that or do you have to also do get rid of client work do you have to do your client work like is that part of what you love client work okay i cannot do so even if you there's no way so even if you're making a million dollars a year to do youtube you would still want to do client work i would okay i'm just the type that gets bored really easily uh-huh. this is like one of those things that i don't get bored as fast with but i tried the whole just youtube thing for like three months last year and i just i didn't like it really and then i've tr- obviously tried just client work full time and didn't like it so i feel like the balance between the two is really nice because mm-hmm. then i could work with brands and companies that yeah. like are actually doing things and like learn from them as a business standpoint and then also work with brands and like work with them on like a social media side and like Mm -hmm. talk to like the audience it's just totally different even though there's still video content yeah different so So, it's nice so in this hypothetical ideal world you would have editors shooters like doing it so it's not as taxing on on you to do both yeah right i'm working on scaling that's Mm -hmm. like my next step yeah Mm mm-hmm and I'd like to have events eventually, but you know. That's awesome. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe do an ocean documentary in the future. There's <laughs> lots of plans for sure. Is there any advice that you have for people or let's let's actually make it more selective for yeah. females like you that can mm-hmm. uh, that resonate with what you're saying? Is mm-hmm. there any advice that you can give them that are like want to do what you're doing? Oh, there's a few. 
I feel like my demographic is like 90% male. So like every time I see a female commenting on my YouTube, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, they're watching. They finally <laughs> yeah. found me. They found me. But they'll reach out. It's just like really cool. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's like keep supporting each other. Hit me up. There's a community out there. So don't be scared. Heck yeah. Yeah. Don't be scared of these boys. We'll show them what's up. That's don't right. worry. Our time will come. <laughs> it will come. Just believe and don't give up. Don't be scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If there's anybody that is out there that uh, any YouTubers that you haven't worked with or met that you would love to collab with, is there anybody that you? Yeah, Dan Mace. Dan Mace, okay. Let me know. Yeah. Dan Mace for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He just seems like such a fun guy mm-hmm. for sure. He works. And a I just want to like see how he like creates videos and like his brain is just. I know there's like crazy things yeah. happening up there. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I love his vibe. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do a podcast? Are you going to have your own Atola Visuals podcast? Oh, man. It's so much work. Look at all these things I'd have to get. I don't, you don't even have to do video. That's that's excessive. Just do audio. And then who's going to edit it? Get an editor? Yeah. Get an, a logo? No, you'll, distribute you'll it? edit it. Yeah. Oh, God. I really want to do a live show. Like, I like doing live uh-huh. stuff, but I don't want to do it by myself because it's just weird. I need to find a partner in crime yeah. for my live show. Do it. So I'll figure it out. Yeah, me and Jason do like live shows and they always last like two hours. He's always got to like cut me off because yeah. I just keep talking and yeah, talking. Me too. I don't even know how long this is. How I long is know. this? I know. <laughs> an hour and a half. Probably an hour. Mm-hmm. Golden hour. The golden hour. Thanks, yeah. Kitty, for coming on the golden hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> There's lots of things we talked about that you guys won't see because we're editing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We'll Probably not. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my interview with Kitty Peters on this episode of the Golden Hour Podcast. If you did, then consider leaving us a five-star rating inside of iTunes. And make sure to hit up Kitty on her social media at Atola Visuals and tell her that you enjoyed the podcast. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. This is the Polar Pro Golden Hour Podcast. We'll see you next week.